Welcome to Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs, a Fraser podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Diana. And today we're talking about episode 504, The Kid. The Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This episode is 22 minutes and 11 seconds. Mm-hmm. And I like that. 2211. 2211. Uh huh. And then the, the moon is rising up. Mm hmm. You know? Yeah. Bad, good. Moon, bad moon rising. It's a bad moon. Okay, I was going to ask you if it was a good moon. No, it was a good moon. I know you got thoughts about moons. I love moon. I love me a moon. (laughs) Daphne moon. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, uh, interesting thing is I noticed that this is another new theme song. The one that we haven't heard before. So, like, we've we've had a few of those recently. And, again, as we mentioned last week, uh, the writer on this one is Suzanne Martin, because it's a two-part episode. So, obviously, same writer as uh, last time, which would be weird if it wasn't. Well, I mean, the end, the end of one season, season four. Yeah, yeah. What, Which then, was written by Suzanne Martin. Yeah, but then the, the <laughs> yeah. fifth start of this season was written by somebody else. Right, right, right. Yeah, but, like, that was, while, like, the story was, conti- like, it was immediately after that, it wasn't, like, necessarily a continuation of the same 44-minute story, you know? It was just mm-hmm. sort of two 22-minute stories that happened to meet right in the middle. As we know, at the end of the last episode, I mean, I'm sure you've listened to every episode of our Baby. podcast, but in Roz. case you haven't. Roz is Praggies. Yeah. Praggies. Praggies. Yeah, we found out, everybody in, in all of Seattle found out at a party at Niles' place that Roz is pregnant. The episode starts in the studio. Frasier trying, like, trying to talk to Roz, because it's Frasier's fault. Everybody knows that mm-hmm. Roz is pregnant, and he's trying to, like, talk to her, and she's just like still kind of annoyed with him that he like announced this thing to the entire world which mm-hmm. she has every right to be the thing is like honestly fraser is so loud like that's the the thing is that no, I but that's why he's good like, for the radio that's why that's we're true. so good for the radio because we both have loud booming voices <laughs> we sure do and sure. if you're a local radio station love to hire us to do any ad promotion uh-huh. or uh you know just be DJs. <laughs> um, one, we already have the first letter of DJ in our names. We, yeah, both of us are Ds, so we're sort of close to being DJs in that yeah. we're DD. Yeah. So it's almost the same. Yeah. Also, if you have some ability to edit live, even better, uh, just to make things real smooth. And, uh, yeah, like peanut butter. We never make any mistakes as no. long as there is an editor that can somehow cut out. Well, we have our a, a wizard that listens to us and just blinks the, out the parts that he doesn't right, like. Right, they just didn't happen ever. Yeah, there's no. He like erases our memory and parts of the podcast. He uh-huh. mind manipulates Dave's computer. <laughs> It's, which is impressive because my computer doesn't even. Which have is a why mind. sometimes there's technical difficulties because you don't know what's going on with a like. A computer mind, mind wizard. wizard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like just, they do whatever they want. They do. They do what they please. <laughs> uh huh. That's that's true. You know who else does what they please? Roz. Because Roz has decided to keep the baby. I mean, what was her other choice? Like, I to me, I mean, I know the direction of the show, so I feel like, of course, she's gonna keep the baby. Right. But I mean, the thing is. The the choice is the obvious choice that they never say out loud is either abortion or an adoption, and I think it's inter- like I think that's what they're talking about. Here. Well, yeah, and I think so, it's interesting how they 
hint at that. Yeah. I think that... I actually don't know the reason why Roz has a baby this season, do you? No, I think it's just what they wrote it in. Like, is the, Was she pregnant? Nope, nope. In fact, her like her children were born to a surrogate mother. Like, born oh. to a surrogate mother. So, and like two years after this episode came out. So, no, it's not that at all. It just, they wrote it in for the character. That's, That's interesting. I, I don't know... I kind of really love Roz being like, I'm going to be a great mom, mm-hmm. and this is what I want to do. Because yeah. she, she sounds so sure of herself, and I am happy for her yeah. to have this child. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a very interesting thing to do for a character, because it gives... You know, all we hear about Roz is that she goes on all these dates, right. and she can't have a steady boyfriend, right, or right, these right. things. And I think like this brings something into her life that maybe she she need, she didn't even know that she wanted it right, until it right. happened. Yeah. And it's not that she didn't want to be a mother. I think it's just, you know, this is how it's going. And I love that, you know, it's just like, she doesn't care if she's married or not. And right. I think at this time, you know, it's like, I grew up hearing this thing, like, if women got pregnant, you know, they married. Right. Per, right. You know. Right. At which was strange to me because I think also at this time you heard a lot about about single mothers and everything and I think there was sort of like in the 80s and 90s it's a much more positive time there were people you know there were women that wanted children that were adopting Mm -hmm. or going to like sperm donors and like having children on their own right right and I and I think that's a positive movement to yeah. have. No, I agree. I also, also, going back to something you were just starting to say, I think part of the reason that they probably had Roz do this is, you know, I mean, you have to grow the character somehow. Yeah. And th- from what we know about Roz, there's only, you know, there's her career, which mm-hmm. we already touched on that. and. Yeah. She didn't get it, and it's and it's hard to keep her in the same capacity on the show, mm-hmm. like and have her change her job. It's, I also think like I think it's much more true to her character not to have her like run off and get married. Yeah, no, I unless agree. like I feel like she sort of needs this perfect partner that understands her, and yeah. I feel like at this time we were not open enough, like open minded enough to have the kind of maybe weird open relationship she yeah. would want, right. or she, you know, I feel like I don't know, like I would want something that they were probably not gonna <laughs> <laughs> like right. he wouldn't have on this primetime television show right well especially because like the thing like the thing with Roz, like the part of her character like mm-hmm. the, the one ident like single thing that sets her apart is the simple fact that she is unapologetic about the fact that she's she you know will be with men just because she feels like it and mm-hmm. it's not she likes the idea of being with somebody long term but like that's not the most important thing like she's yeah. just enjoying herself and so if you take that away there isn't a lot else right now to that character that's sort of like the defining thing about her i feel like she's a strong independent woman so i feel like her having a child on her own is a strong independent woman thing to do i agree yeah but it is yeah it is very weird because they they don't really say the other option they don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that it's just sort of... Because yeah. it was too controversial. It was so controversial. And it's, you know, it's controversial right now. It it's is. It's always going to be controversial, maybe. I don't right. know. And yeah, and that's the thing. You always hear 
every time in any show or movie or anything like that, when someone becomes pregnant when they weren't planning on it, you have that decision of whether or not they're going to keep the baby. Mm -hmm. But there's never... You never very rarely say out loud what the other options are. You know why? I that's why I kind of like the movie Juno. Mm -hmm. uh, Is you actually see somebody have an adoption, which you almost never hear about. Maybe I just don't watch movies where people are you know get pregnant and like you know go through with that. Right, right. But I I just feel like that's not something you hear about a lot. Right, and. But either way, like, usually you don't hear either thing spoken out loud. It's just sort of, are you going to keep the baby? So this is also, uh, so she's going to keep the baby and Mm -hmm. Frazier's being really nosy about who the father is. Who she says is an architect in Cairo. Yep. Yep. He moved there for a project and isn't ever going to come back, I guess. And she's fine with it. Yeah. Which is also just sort of a weird thing. Like, I'm trying to imagine somebody move, like... I feel like architects don't move somewhere for a project and just live there she, permanently. He is from the area. <laughs> it doesn't he sound like ha- that. Yeah, well, people move to Cairo. I'm not saying people don't move to Cairo. I'm saying an architect doesn't it's move a somewhere for a place. project. Which... I don't know anything about Cairo. To me, it's just like sand and pyramids. Uh-huh. I don't even know if that is in Cairo. <laughs> or uh, like next door to it. I don't know oh anything. God, no, I'm not, I, I don't know that it is. I don't know if it is <laughs> either. <laughs> I used to be really good at geography, and now I'm not. So I don't. I just think like that's not an area. When I think of Egypt, you think pyramids, and I don't really know where they are. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. I know. I. And I, I thought Cairo is just like the big city you hear about. Right. I. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the capital. So. Yeah, well, Dave is really good at driving. I used so to be. He's I right. used to be. So this is when Bulldog shows up, and he, the <laughs> Roz sort of shoes Fraser away uh-huh. to sort of play this joke on yeah. Bulldog. Yeah, her, her like, trying to convince Bulldog that they, like, slept together after a party and that, like, he's the father. And I love, so, like... He's falling for he's it. He's so falling for it. He is freaking out at this idea and, like, he doesn't even remember, like, them ever being together. And it's so funny because she says, you know, she's describing what happened between them. And she says that he was so, like, tender and caring. And that's how he immediately knows it wasn't him. Because he's not no, caring. He's not. He's not. He, like, he immediately maybe, knows. maybe Drunk Bulldog is. I, I doubt it. I doubt it. But it's funny because, like, as someone who doesn't remember this episode at all, and I don't know if I've even seen it, as soon as she said he was tender and caring, I'm like, oh, no, he wasn't. Nope. There, there it is. That's that's going to be the thing. Well, did you know it was a joke? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I knew it was a joke, but I was just saying, like, that I immediately knew that was going to be the thing that made him realize that it was a joke. Yeah, this seems so, really funny. Yeah. Next next section, uh-huh. over at Fraser's apartment, mm-hmm. I just write F's app. <laughs> The doorbell is uh, a ringing. Yeah, yeah. This is another one of those scenes. There's a, a lot ring, in this a episode. <laughs> There's a lot of things in this episode that really annoy me, and this is the beginning of it. Oh my gosh, yeah. But I, I, I think it's funny because I don't think he would normally do this. We've seen it. Different before. writers do different things with the characters. So sometimes Martin comes across as like we saw that one episode where he's just like, "Can a fella change?" You know, where he's saying like Daphne's date is like so handsome. Right. Yeah. 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 But then here he like doesn't seem to get 
like he should just go answer the door because Daphne's busy. Right. Daphne's got like an armful of plates and napkins and things. He's sitting in his chair, like reading the newspaper. And like, as I've said before, Daphne isn't their maid. Like she's kind of is. She does. That's that's the thing I always think is weird. Like she, she isn't like a like a butler or servant or anything like that. She's a nurse and like and also is really busy. I think sometimes you do live and care stuff, but like she does do a lot more household stuff than I would imagine. Yeah. Like somebody in this world does, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I do get, I guess in one situation, one thing is like, she's taking care of a guy who like has hip problems and walks with a cane, like not making him be the one that walks across the room to open the door. I can get that, I guess. But like, it's also yeah he totally can so uh niles is at the door and he's like super apologizing yeah because he because of him proposing to daphne in the last episode because he thought she was pregnant but i love that he was just like uh saying like well i feel like it was the right thing to do for anyone in that position Uh and then daphne's just like well Roz is in that position he's just like moving on yeah like do i smell chicken Yeah. yeah just like Nope, nothing. Never mind. Uh, so Roz is coming over for dinner. Mm-hmm. Also, there's so be, the whole thing is that Niles was really drunk, and yeah, and he's saying like I don't know what got into me, and Martin's like about a quart of vodka for starters, which I just think is weird because we're tracking the drinks, and as we all know, there was no vodka at that party. We don't know what that was in the mead. He has a there's no vodka in mead. Okay, well that's true. It's, um, it was grog, <laughs> mead, and champagne. Okay, so he has his own liquor cabinet, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. and he was just not sharing with anyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, like, and even if it was, if this was written by somebody else as, like, a follow-up, I would have understood. It just seems strange, because both episodes are written by the same person, clearly back-to-back, like, that he would write it as, that she would have... He, I was thinking he would have said and she would have written and it came out he would have written. What vodka. What would you have said? Uh, any of the things that actually... No, I'm... Never mind. What? I was making a different joke. All right. <laughs> Anyways, so Martin makes this kind of like... Obviously, like, Martin is supposed to believe this, but the way that the delivery is, it's obviously supposed to be a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Martin starts talking like, well, you know, back in my day when a girl would get in trouble, we just ship them away. Uh-huh. And then they would, she would have the baby and then come back and like raise the baby as her little sister. Uh-huh. You know, because we had, you know, morals. <laughs> yeah, morals we had morals. Morals and values in our day. Yeah. So it's so weird because this is something that would totally happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times, like, these babies would be given up for adoption and stuff. Okay, every other episode of Unsolved Mysteries <laughs> uh-huh. was this. Yeah, basically. Was teenage girl in the 40s mm-hmm. had to give the baby up. Right. And what happened to the baby? Mm-hmm. She wants to contact her children. And yep. it's a reunion show. Yep. This happened so many times. Yep, yep. And... It's so sad to me that there was so much shame about these this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, like, that's so sad. I mean, obviously, the way Martin says this, the way that it's delivered is yeah. the whole morals and values thing. Like, yeah. it's not. Yeah. It definitely seems like Martin actually legitimately believes that that's a yeah. sign of morals and values. But it's almost like John Mahoney can't say it in that way. And so well, it, I, it's, all, it's like written to be like, uh, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's something moral about that. <laughs> right, right. 
So, this is when Niles says the thing about how they wanted, he always assumed that they would have children. Right. Um, which I find odd. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we find out, like, Maris is older and, like, you know, her biological clock is ticking. Yep. And Fraser makes a joke about she flies to Zurich to have it reset every year or twice <laughs> yeah. a year. Yeah, which I just thought was weird. I'm like, what? What does that even mean? Because she looks younger. Well, you sure. You know, she gets her that... placenta mask and everything. <laughs> that is true. But that doesn't change, like... No, the... it doesn't change a biological clock. Right, yeah. So... But, you know, she looks... She might look 25, but she's right. definitely not. And right. I think it's strange. I can imagine Maris having a child of her own. She would definitely yeah. have a surrogate mother. Yeah. She, and, that's the thing. She would have a surrogate mother, and then she'd or, have servants raise them. Or they them. would... Yeah, I feel like she would definitely... Or... I don't even know if she would be able to have her own children. Yeah, the, yeah. I, Based on the strangeness possibly. of her body chemistry, like, <laughs> yeah. would her eggs be viable? Like, I can just hear this Fraser episode where, yeah. like, her eggs aren't, yeah. don't work and she's upset, which is very upsetting. It is, yeah. It yeah. would be very sad. Yes. Yes. If that's what you want and you can't, then yeah. 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 And, and I, but you can just hear this, I can just hear this monologue uh-huh. being delivered by Niles and Fraser. this like back and forth that's so goofy. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're actually remarkably goofy all the time about terribly upsetting things yeah. that happened to Maris. So this totally seems uh, like a thing that would have happened. But I, it's funny because I don't imagine Niles and Maris ever having kids i can't imagine them having kids like well you know what they would have kids but it would be like oh yes we're just gonna send them away and they have a nanny and we never actually hang out with them or (laughs) see them at all they're not raised by us they're raised in a separate household a cottage across Uh the lane (laughs) right by by you know a a russian nanny and you know we see them on weekends (laughs) right for two hours yeah this is also when martin makes the uh, comment about how important it is that she find a husband immediately because Roz? yeah yeah that oh, okay. Roz find a husband immediately because like a kid I was like Niles <laughs> yeah um because oh, like a little kid needs a mother and a father it... barf yeah one barf as we just talked about that, yeah yeah like but I don't know it just seems so I think people need help raising children uh-huh. does it have to be a husband Right. And uh, does that have to be a man and a woman? Right, no, right, it right. could be a commune with a t- t- ten ladies all taking care of multiple <laughs> right. children. Right. I guess uh, what I think is what I think is really weird about this is that I don't think it's weird that Martin would say something like pretty conservative and yeah. and such. It's it's more the I guess the bluntness behind it that seems not his way well, of talking. I, it's some- I think no. He's definitely blunt, though. Like, sometimes he's blunt and sometimes he's not. But, I, I mean, for him, I think that's totally true that he would say, like, oh, she needs to get married. Yeah. I just think, I guess I feel like this is the sort of topic that he would have danced the, around a little bit more. This is funny because I feel like we hear from Martin all the time how he wasn't really around when yeah. they were growing up. And right. the mom pretty much took care of them. Right. Even though it sounded like she wasn't around much either. She was doing science. Yeah, yeah. Which, yay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also, I I don't know. Like, it's very odd. This is when Roz shows up. Uh-huh. 
which we have the whole thing. No one will go answer the door again. Daphne yep. has to go answer the door. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, Fraser runs past, like, do- the doorbell rings. Fraser runs past everyone as if he's going to answer it and then tells them not to bring up the pregnancy and then tells Daphne she can go answer the door. And it's, that's another moment. We also like, know that we can, that you can hear through the door. Well, yes. But he does say it more quietly. Like, when, when, before when he was saying that about Niles and mm-hmm. Niles could hear them, he was literally on the other side of the door yelling back. At least in this case, he seems to try to drop his voice more. Yeah. Well, it's all really awkward mm-hmm. uh, when Roz comes in. Yeah. She wants to talk about it. Yeah. She's, yeah, perfectly happy talking about it. And so she starts talking about the father. Mm-hmm. Again, and there's some inconsistencies. Yeah. So Fraser pulls her into the kitchen uh-huh. and is like, um, you said that he was an architect, yeah. right? And, yeah. and she says he's an archaeologist. Yeah. Which yeah. actually makes more sense to me. In Cairo? Yeah. 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 Um, we also find out Fraser has eight types of mineral water in which his fridge. I didn't, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't What's know. What's how... mineral water versus, is that seltzer? No, mineral water is water that literally has like minerals so dissolved like in it. So like vitamin water. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Except they're minerals instead of vitamins. Um, What's the difference between a mineral and a vitamin? You know, one's a mineral and one is a vitamin. I don't know. But that's why they always say like, this sugary cereal contains eight vitamins and minerals. I, all I know is they're different things. Does it have, is it vitamin meat of Benjamin? One exactly. of the vi- well, like yeah. mineral waters? That's vitamin meat of Benjamin is vitamins and, has, has vitamins and minerals. Because they're and, two different and things. And meat is and veg. Exactly. Exactly. Vegemins. Exactly. Gotta eat your Vegemins. Eight servings of Vegemins a day. Is what I hear. But yeah, I, I don't. I couldn't imagine having eight d- different kinds of mineral water. Like I don't know what that would involve. Flavors. I don't think they do though. Like, what is just... zinc a mineral? I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah, vitamin. zinc would be a mineral because. So it... that is vitamin. Well, so one's zinc and one's like sulfuric acid, and one is that a mineral? I don't think sulfuric acid is a mineral. That's just an acid. It's an acid. Yeah. What's another mineral? Um, what's that stuff that's like a rock and it's like flat? Uh, and it like crumbles really easily. And slate. Yeah, is slate one? <laughs> slate would be a mineral, not one you normally would have in mineral water. But like iron is a mineral, I believe. Why would you want like iron water? Make I'm not you saying iron you man? do. I don't say you do, but like it is one. What about I don't protein? Know what's in mineral water. Honestly. I don't think that's a mineral. Protein is not a mineral. Protein like, isn't even protein a... water. That's got to be a thing. That it's sounds a... weird. It's like 24 grams of protein. It has like floating meats in it <laughs> maybe it's soy protein it's just like dusty and you gotta shake it up <laughs> yeah exactly Get that moon dust in it <laughs> oh so many minerals on the moon i bet the moon is entirely right, so made of one minerals. of the mineral waters is definitely like moon moon of water moon water uh-huh mineral water yeah 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 no. So, yeah, Fraser calls Roz out. She she thinks that Fraser's being too nosy. But well, he that is. He is. He, and his whole thing is just like, you gotta tell the father. Which, yeah. like, I guess, yeah, yeah. But, like, also, it isn't any of his business. Yeah. I, yeah, it isn't really Fraser's business. I think it is only fair. Like, I, I personally feel like, unless there's a specific reason to keep it from that 
person. Yeah, like, I mean, like, if they're abusive or, yeah, I'm mean, yeah. like, a bad reason. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there are definitely really good and important reasons to not tell a person about this. But if it's just, like... I don't really feel like having him involved. I think it's still... I don't know. It's hard to say. It's situational. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like... Yeah. This, this, I don't know. This episode makes me uncomfortable. It does. It's hard to even talk about. It's a really serious episode, and yeah. it's, odd. it's odd to... Yeah, I don't know. Because, especially because... It's a TV show. It's, it's a weird, sudden shift in tone. Yeah. Considering... It's the second half of a two-part story where the first part is just hilarious, wacky misunderstandings. And then in the very end, it suddenly gets way more serious. And then that carries through to this entire episode. Yeah. But I do like when Niles is walking in to get the wine. uh And then um, Frazier's just like, do you mind? We're having a private conversation here in this open kitchen that everyone (laughs) can hear us in. And then so he leaves, and then he comes back for the opener, and yeah. like Fraser's just like, "Why do you keep coming in here? You know, to eavesdrop on us?" And yeah. he's just Niles is just like, Psh. "Like I can't believe you would think that I would do that," and makes Fraser feel really bad. Yeah. And ru- Fraser runs out to apologize to yeah. Niles. Yeah. And then yeah, Niles says a thing to Martin like, "Oh yeah, you know she, he's he's." Frazier's in there talking about like who the father is yeah. so yeah. he's definitely is doing he, he exactly is. what Frazier said he is but uh, going back to what we were just saying about tone it's weird because this part feels very like Niles just seems this hurt like just legitimately hurt what, from what what Frazier says until the scene like ends but it's funny so it's scene, weird. but yeah, yeah like, it does. because like he doesn't say something as like a witty retort he's he just seems legitimately hurt. But he's also playing. He's like... He is, He's yeah. not actually hurt. He, I know. But, but it does seem like that, yeah. Because the, because the episode seems fairly serious already. Like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, and, like, has it kind of controversial that, like, it's weird. In Why is moment. it controversial? Because I think there's a lot here that... I don't think it's is controversial. charged. I think, like... I mean, no, I just... think it's a serious episode. Well, when I say controversial, I mean the fact that, like, the thing about, like should you tell the father or not and it's like well that's a, such a hard thing to say like because say a should about because each situation is you know mm-hmm. you know specific and it's easy to think for a moment here's the obvious answer but then like there's so many different scenarios mm-hmm. that like make it not obvious and everyone's individual thing has its own reason well this so. we we don't even know we don't know Roz's situation until we're in cafe nervosa in the next true. scene yes. where Roz is going there to talk to the father yep yeah. And Frazier, so Frazier's there. Roz is very like, oh, I can't yeah. believe you're here. And yeah. I like that Frazier's just like, oh, yes, why would I be here? The place I go to every single day of right. my life. Right, exactly. So he wasn't supposed to be there. He was supposed to be at a doctor's appointment. Right. And Roz is there to talk to the father, who we find out is Rick. It is Rick. It's Rick, Rick the barista. Barista? Barrister? No. No, that's a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the... I don't know, cafe worker, coffee pour yeah. person. Yeah, I've always had trouble saying that word. I've never, never been sure where the, uh, the ex- where to accentuate that word. So barista. Yeah, I guess yes, barista. Yeah, that sounds right. I don't know. But anyway, he's that. He d- that's what he's doing. <laughs> uh, but I like that they're talking, and Roz is just saying yeah, yeah. to everything. Yeah. For- you like, know, Frazier's at saying like, "Oh yeah, he's this," and like, 
Yeah. Hey, and, nice, and, like, nice kid, Rick. And yes, he is. Like, working here to put himself through school. Yes, he is. He's the father, isn't he? Yes, he is. <laughs> like, yeah, I really I, I really like that exchange. Uh, and then do we go to the next scene? Yep, just jumps to the next section, yes. Okay, I don't know who Alec Guinness is, but, you know, let's see Alec Guinness blow one of those. Okay, so the funny thing is, well, Alec Guinness, when, when this first aired, I would have only known Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, so I would have been very confused by this because he doesn't blow up anything. But he's also the main character in the Bridge on the River Kwai, in which he blows up the bridge. Like, that's the whole oh. point, is blowing up this bridge that they've been building is the oh. point of that movie. All right. they're, so they're continuing their conversation about the fact that... Uh, Wait, because, Raz says, like, it's kind of embarrassing because he's seven years younger than me. Because uh-huh. he's a teenager. Like, he just he's turned tw- 20. 20. Yeah. And Roz says she's, he's seven years younger. Which we know, we find out that Roz is more like, what, 37. Yeah, so at the time that this episode aired, I think she was 35 in this. Okay. The funny thing is that while the character Rick is 20, the actor is 28. So he uh, actually is seven years younger than her. That's interesting. It was, I, I looked it up. It was like seven or eight years younger than her at the time that this that they so recorded. So, what other this. things has Rick been in? <laughs> Great well, question. I didn't look that. Well, up. thanks for disappointing me. I was just curious about the I age. Too, okay, I want to say it's too bad these two don't get together because Rick and Roz. I got. I love uh-huh. those people that have names that are like the same letter. Uh huh. Isn't that a rapper, Rick Roz? <laughs> Anyway, um. you're not funny. You're not <laughs> funny. You're not funny. <laughs> you do this squeak laugh. You're so you're full of mice. You're full of mice, and when you laugh, you contort them in your chest cavity or whatever, wherever laughs come from, and they're uh-huh. all like squeak, squeak, and then like just push up out of your mouth. Stop it! Stop! Uh, hurt. You're hurting your chest mice with your laughter and you're the squeaking one them me out laugh right now. You're, you're squeaking you're, them out. You're a mouse hater. You're trying to. Squeak. I would. I do not you, hate mice. That is the biggest. Uh, that is biggest line. I love cats and love rodents uh-huh. because I love opposites. <laughs> and I love Paul Abdul and I love that song. I love DJ MCs. Whatever. Scat cat. Yeah. <laughs> I. I. The funny thing was. I almost, I was thinking it was DJ Chat Cat. And then I was like, no, definitely not DJ Chat Cat. No. MC Scat Cat. Yep. That's the one. Um, so. <laughs> and she, and to be fair, MC Scat Cat is the opposite of Paula Abdul. Like they are opposites as well because you love opposites. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Opposites attract. <laughs> yep. Uh, as we've learned. Yes, of course. By the way, this is just a little aside mm-hmm. to uh, Ubisoft, to the creators of Just Dance. They uh-huh. need to put a Paula Abdul song in there. They should put a Paula Abdul. There really should be like a 90s kind of like pop Yeah. one. Yep. I feel like there's just not enough of those kind of ridiculous songs that were all dance songs. All right. Anyway, back to so Frasier. If anybody at Ubisoft is listening. Yeah. That this is very useful, like yeah. useful stuff. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure that's how music licensing works and mm-hmm. how they decide what songs. Yeah, I, an episode of a podcast about Frasier, they yeah. said to a, a game company that they mm-hmm. should do a thing, and now they'll just get the licensing for it. Yeah, all yeah. they do have 
all they have to do is play this episode. Right, right. To whatever company, music company owns the rights. And they'll be like, well, they want it, so. Hey, look. Yeah. I placed 103 in the uh-huh. U.S. in the uh-huh. Just Dance World Cup you qualifiers. Did. You sure did. Yeah. Uh, out of 800 people. That's, uh-huh. I, I am better than 700 and something people. Uh-huh. You are. So take that. And mm-hmm. let's all dance together because it's not a competition. I just love dancing. It's not a competition, but I just want to make sure you know how much better I no, am. No, 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 no. I don't think I'm better. Seven eighths of the country. Whoa. That's what you just said. It's not a competition, but no, you did better I than didn't seven say eighths anything about my butt, and I didn't say anything <laughs> <laughs> about being better. Uh-huh. I just don't think my. Uh, honor my credibility if mm-hmm. I if I said what place I was. Yeah, because that tells everyone how mu- how many people you were better than. No, whoa, whoa. That's that's whoa. how ranking works. No, it is. I did come in third place in a Japanese speech contest once. Right. If that also helps convince you, you're also better at Japanese than all but two people. There, I think there, there are, are only, only seven two, people in there that are category. Only two people in the world better than you <laughs> at, at Japanese. Yeah, like the prime minister of Japan uh-huh. and his wife. <laughs> of course, yes. Anyway, I would assume they have to be the best because they're the representatives. I'm. Just, uh, it's probably the. Iron I'm going to say. No, that's not true. No, that that being the leader of the country does not make you the best at the country's language. Oh, I'm just yeah, say I'm definitely. That's not inherently true. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you're one of the worst. But anyway, so okay, so I'd simply um, the Iron Chef. <laughs> yeah, it's the Iron Chef. Uh-huh. Um, that the chairman. Yeah, yeah, it's not not the chairman. Not the chairman. I okay. mean, maybe the chairman. No, the original, oh. one of the Iron like, Chef original uh, chef guys. Is it um, Morimoto? Yeah. Yeah. I almost said Matsumoto, and that's somebody else. I don't remember who that's that is. That's Matsumoto Shave Ice. That's the one. That's him. That's... We are, whoa. Well, yeah, no we're one knows of... what the heck we're talking about at this point. This has become like an inside joke. Look, someone listening to this right now has also watched the... The PBS special on ice cream places and knows about uh, Matsumoto Shave Ice. And and I saw them talking about it on the Today Show once. They did a modern thing. Like recently, a couple of years ago, I was I was I was in a room and in a waiting room. In, at, in a, okay. Uh, no, it was at it was at a car dealership and the TV was on and they were at Matsumoto Shave Ice on the Today Show. So yeah, they somewhat people in the world know what it is. <laughs> Not just us. Okay, anyways. <laughs> so we find out Rick here, uh-huh. his soccer team, He he's a champ. Yeah, things soccer are team. going great for They're, Rick. He, he's ace in his finals. Mm-hmm. He's going. He just got in going to Paris. He's going to Paris. Yeah, and he did you know, move in what with it, his parents. But you know what? You know what? When you're 20, I don't think moving in with your parents is that bad of an idea. I That's think, really good financial. That makes good financial sense. I also think, like, America has a different view on, like, living with your parents than, like, in Europe. Yes. Yeah. As I'm not from Europe. I don't know. But, you know, Uh who's going to be in Europe? Rick. (laughs) Yeah. So, so many exciting, good things happening. What's next for Rick? Okay. So, I want to say that they're sitting, that Niles and Fraser are sitting by that one window. Martin and Fraser. Yeah. Which, yeah. mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway. Yes. Oh. Oh. So, when Rick... 
There's that scene where, like, Martin comes in. Mm -hmm. I don't think I wrote it down. Martin comes in and, like, Roz is trying to get Fraser to go away. Yeah. And she's like, your dad's over there. Your dad's over there. And and he's like, Psh, like, I'm going to believe my dad's here waving right. at me. Right. And he turns around and he's like, oh, that is my dad <laughs> yeah. waving at me, which yeah. is really funny. It is funny. Though it's also funny to me that, like, Martin spends so much time standing at the door waving that he could have just walked over to Fraser. Sometimes your body does dumb things. <laughs> like, you cannot explain. Uh-huh. I'm just like... I don't know why I'm being so awkward and uncomfortable right now. I've hung out with this person, like, five times before. Uh-huh. Or, you know, 25 times. But, like, the particular time you're, like, feeling flustered and you just go and you're just, like, vomiting out all these words about, like, Paula Abdul and, like, <laughs> Just Dance video game and you and, and you just can't stop yourself. Uh-huh. I, and I've never you just stand that. And sometimes you just stand at a door and you just... <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's not every single episode of this podcast. No, it's not. I don't know. What you you're know, sometimes about. you just stand at the door and you just wave. You just you just wave like a mechanical, you know, wave <laughs> statue. Like like one of those things outside of a car dealership. No, that's arms. That's <laughs> right, arms. Right. They're Little waving. Arms. They're waving. Right. They're not. That's waving. Yeah, sure. Is that what that is? Sure. Also, I just realized something. This is the one hundredth episode of Frasier. It is? Yeah, which means we are doing our 100th episode of this podcast. Whoa! <laughs> We're halfway through it. And so, okay, I looked it up because the next episode is the 1,000th show. <gasps> I'm so excited! And it just occurred to me, like, is it the 1,000th show because the next episode is the 100th episode of Frasier? And no, this one is. We have done 100 episodes of this podcast. So, wow. Uh Thank you to everyone who's listened. Thank you, to Paula Abdul. Thank you to Paula Abdul. Thank you, uh. Ethan Embry. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Thank, thanks, DJ Scat Cat. <laughs> uh, thank you for all our Patreon, mm-hmm. you know, follower, support, support, yep. subscribers, whatever. Patrons. Whatever. There we go. Uh, yeah. That is definitely the word I was looking uh-huh. for. Uh-huh. Uh, thanks, um... You know, Spreadshirt, tgfrk.spreadshirt.com uh-huh. for having those shirts up there. Yep. yep. Uh, thanks for society6.com slash tgfrcade uh, for having those, you know, tote, tote bags. Uh-huh. So you are currently thanking us for having pages that where we sell stuff. Thanks for all the listeners that are listening right now. Uh-huh. We're listening. Yes, thank you for that. Yes. I, I, I think I said that before. You did. I, I'm I, saying it again. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Thanks for, I don't, I'm sorry for this whole section. It just <laughs> fell apart. Fell apart. Yeah. But sincerely, uh, thank you yes, everyone yes. For, for listening. It's it's great. And, you know, it, it, we, I really do appreciate it, everybody. That I, how come when I do shameless plugging, <laughs> it's inappropriate? Sometimes say- you're just standing in a door waving, and it comes out in an inappropriate way. I say, thank thanking our patrons is different no. than thanking the existence of our merchandise pages. I was thanking the merchandise for existing. So really, uh-huh. I'm thanking Dave. Thanks, thank you, Dave, for doing this stupid podcast idea with me. <laughs> You're I can't believe we got to 100 episodes. I wanted to quit so many times. <laughs> Dave made me continue on. 
Uh, it's because I know you wanted, like, in your in your heart, you'd be happier heart for us to hearts. continue. I have multiple hearts. Yes. And I knew the one that's most important to you, that you would have been happier for us to keep going. Also, so, I'm also realizing that only means there are 264 episodes, though. We've got a long way to go. And I'm looking forward to doing... We have a long way to go to finish this one episode. We do have ways to go just to finish this one episode. But I'm, I'm just saying, uh, I'm happy to be continuing for another 164 episodes. I'm excited about I it. I thought you were going to be like, uh, another 100 hours of this podcast. Uh, yeah. More than that, probably 160-something more hours. <laughs> oh, I also realized that part of the reason that this episode might be kind of weird is this one is written partially by two people like this is suzanne martin and jeffrey richmond and i didn't see that before there's two writers on this episode are there two writers on the previous episode no the first one is entirely by suzanne martin and this one's by suzanne martin and jeffrey richmond which i don't know enough i don't know enough about oh i mean he did the episode about the episode with baby when we first met baby Uh uh-huh that's Uh, a really good episode it is a good episode i don't see much else by him prior to this by him on fraser so but i feel like that might have something to do with why you write some episodes of mad about you I didn't. I didn't. I, I don't, don't know. know. Whenever I look up writers of Frasier, they've written like half a man about you. Yeah, that is that is a common thing. But anyway, I was just saying that might explain why the tone is so different. Okay, so let's reiterate. Let's see. Alec Guinness blow up one of those. Seven years younger. Roz is definitely older than twenty-seven. Martin's waving at Frasier. Mm-hmm. Awkward. Yep. Roz is going to confront Rick. Yep. Um, Martin and Frasier are sitting over in the corner. Yep. Yeah. Sort of spying on Roz. Yes. Well, Frazier's spying on her. Martin's just, like, talking about, like, like support undergarments and, like, something that's oh, in his yeah, eye. Oh, yeah, Sherry. And, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, oh, I sent you to medical school. At least you could help me. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. pretty funny. So, yeah, Rick has his soccer team won. Uh, he aces his finals. He's going to Paris. What else is in store for him? Guess yeah. what? He runs away when we just see him run off. Yeah, we just see him storm out. And then Roz, you know, Fraser goes to see if Roz is okay. And she has a doctor appointment. But Fraser's going to take her to dinner, which I think is really nice. It is, yes. He's being very kind. Yep. And that's Martin, what, yeah. Martin comes back from the bathroom and he starts saying, like, there's all this graffiti mm-hmm. in the men's room, which is weird. It in does a seem co- weird. In this coffee shop. Yeah. In this coffee shop, it seems yes. weird to me. Yes. And someone went through with a red pen mm-hmm. and corrected all the grammar. Yep. And apparently it was Niles. Of course it was Niles. Uh, Who else would? I like that Fraser's just like, I'll talk with him again. <laughs> again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Also, Fraser walks out without his coffee. He leaves his... his he specifically asks Please. Rick... They get... leave half coffees all the time. Right, but he specifically asks Rick to get it, like, to go so that he can carry it out, and then he leaves it on the table. And... He drank it already. He drank it really fast. No, he clearly wasn't drinking it. He was, ta- he was like, watching, like watching Roz and talking to Martin so he obviously wasn't drinking it you know when you get in those to-go cups it's all like foam and just like one percent coffee <laughs> it's fine uh-huh. so the next scene takes place at Ro- Roz's apartment which yep. I always love Roz's apartment it's got that weird booth yeah yeah so and... she's gonna move apparently yeah like, she's gonna she's move about she needs a bigger apartment and so there's a knock at the door, mm-hmm. and she thinks it's Fraser yeah. for dinner, but yeah. it's Rick with mm-hmm. roses. Yep. Rick with roses. Rick, Rick roses, yes. And he says that he's not going to go to Paris, nope. and that he wants to marry 
Roz yeah. um, and proposes. Yeah, he's got to work at the cafe full time. Like, and it's oh. just, and Roz, I, you know, I, she's touched by this. Yeah, but she's she's also in a right mind. Yeah, and it's just like, no, you need to go to Paris and you need to do these things. You're young, right? And this is what you need to do. Yeah. And like. She, you know, she takes this for what it is that he's being kind yeah. and, and generous and sweet, but that it's not really the best for either one of them. Right. I mean, the thing is, like, this is really sort of like, this feels like a real decision that a 20-year-old would make in this scenario. Like, trying to, like, make this decision. Like, Some 20-year-olds. Yeah, I'm saying it feels, it. it's... This seems like a naive boy from the Midwest kind right. of thing. It does. Yeah, absolutely. But he's not. Well, we don't know where he's from. Well, we he's just... going to move back home. Oh, yeah, I'm you're guessing right. I guess so somewhere, parents, you so, know, yeah. somewhere around uh, yeah, probably Seattle. somewhere around Seattle. Yeah. Like, but it is, it is like sweet in his sort of, you know, naive But he's just way. like, I could learn to fall in love with you. Like yeah. I could, I could learn to love you. Yeah. And it's. Which at least is honest. Like it's saying like. That's not what this is right now. Like, it's yeah. not that. And But I mean, like, marriages are a lot more than just loving somebody, too. It, yeah. But also, there's a major difference in this scenario. Like, it's not like he and Roz are both in their 20s, just getting by financially, both trying to get through mm-hmm. school sort of thing, where, like, deciding to marry her is basically deciding, like, look, we're going to get through this together because mm-hmm. we both neither one of us would be able to do this on our own. Mm-hmm. You know, Roz has a really good established career, you know, and a home. She's had time to, like, as she says, she is somebody. You know, yeah. like, in, when you're 20, you can be anything. But, you know, at her, you know, she's figured out who she is. She's got her career. She's got those sort of things. She's better off. She's probably way better off financially than two people working full time at a cafe would have been. And so yeah. it's not like she's in the same financial scenario where she needs him to, like, work work at a cafe to, like... Mm-hmm. That's probably not going to be a significant impact on their, like, income. Right. You know? Uh, um, we find out about Rick's mom. Uh, she's 30... Had her... Had him... Sorry. Had him at, like, what, 20? No, when, when she was 17. Oh, right. So, so she's only 30. So she's 37. Right. Which Roz is just like, oh, God. And yeah. like Rick keeps like, oh, you guys would probably get along. Yeah. You and, even sort of look alike. Yeah. yeah and which, then he's just like, whoa, stop. She was like, whoa, just stop talking now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need and to stop. so <laughs> it's kind of like really tearful. And like, yeah. so he leaves. Mm-hmm. Well, but I also think it's interesting. You never, like, he never comes back. At least the actor doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like, I get him not being, like, in the life, but it seems interesting that, like, that they decide to, like, never bring him back. I think it's just, he's just there to be, like, he's the dad, but, like... Yeah, I just think it could have been, there could have been some I mean, I think the thing there. is, like, she says she'll send him things, and right. I think, like, they could have added that into it, but I, I think it just doesn't matter. Sure, I mean, I like, think I the get thing that. is, like, you don't really want him to be a part of it. Right, no, and, and I get that. I'm just saying with, like six more seasons of the show, I think it's interesting that he would never show up again for eh. even, like, a single episode just to, like... I just Rick's think it got a busy life. I just think it could have been an interesting 
plot thing to do. There's lots of interesting plot left in the show. I'm sure that there is. But also, yeah, it's kind of like, it is kind of a sweet moment when she, like, gives him the sonogram, you know, picture, mm-hmm. and, like... Yeah, they hug goodbye, yeah. and... Yeah, it is, like, again, this is, like, a weirdly, like, serious and touching... yeah episode i think it's weird when fraser goes like this serious yeah like that's not like comic relief but we do get a little one fraser so she goes to uh get like a a vase yeah for the flowers and so fraser knocks on the door and she and so she thinks it's rick coming back yeah yeah and she's just like i said leave and he's just like i just got here <laughs> yeah and so he walks in and, uh, you know, Roz says, you know, like all these things. And she sort of offers some tea. Yeah. Why is, is she making tea when she knows that Frazier's going to show up to take her to dinner, though? I don't know. Maybe she just, she wanted some tea. Like, maybe the, she didn't think, maybe the plan wasn't for them to leave immediately. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. And also, like... Um, I guess it sets up this thing. Yeah, well, because I think it, it. I do like the way this is done because she's sort of like insisting that she's okay. Like everything's fine. Like she's gonna be okay. So she makes the tea and she realizes the tiny thing of milk where she must have gotten it from the snack tray in elementary school. <laughs> I didn't even know you can buy cartons of milk uh-huh. this small yeah. anymore. Well, like I guess you can get single serve ones. I know. I don't know. I know you can get those stump town. <laughs> cold brew coffee uh-huh. in like a little well you can get like, like tiny half and half yeah. in this size easily like but no this is even smaller this is like the elementary school milks that i had uh-huh. no 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 this is what i had when i was in it was it was before not kindergarten like was preschool? It kindergarten maybe preschool i was, it was small i was small uh-huh uh, yeah, that's when they would have the snack, uh-huh. and they would have those little milks. Yeah. I don't know where you can get them otherwise. Um, that's a good question. I don't know, maybe you, you just Ask can't. the mine wizard. <laughs> I don't he know knows. where he is. I don't know where he went. Um, know. he's here. He's just invisible. But basically, she has a breakdown. She has a breakdown. She starts freaking out, says she can't do this. Oh my gosh, the scene with Fraser being like, you're not going to be alone. I'm going to be here yeah. to help you. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is so like intimate. Can yeah. you imagine like, like he's being such a good friend. And yeah. like, it's funny because she goes to be sick, like yeah. morning sickness, I'm guessing. Yeah. And she feels, yeah, she's nauseated and runs off. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'll just stay here. <laughs> and right, it's yeah. just like, no, I guess you really aren't really, you're not really helping. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, I think. In that sense, he, he, you know, he's there to be helpful, but it's like she doesn't, probably doesn't necessarily want him helping then, I guess, is sort of what, like, I'll just wait. Because, like, people, you always see that thing of, like, when people are sick, they want somebody to hold their hair up. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, no, I don't. No, I I don't. I mean, mean, not me personally. I mean, I think it depends the kind of, like, sick I am. Yeah. But, like, usually I'm just like, let me let me be be sick by yeah. myself and then you can help me in afterwards right i mean the thing is like i am pretty well known for my long flowing hair but i still don't want anyone to hold it back when i'm being sick well yeah those luscious locks are gonna get all crunchy <laughs> yeah yeah so okay I, I i did like this whole Roz did have a really interesting point here, which because her thing was saying like you know because Fraser brings up like 
you know, kids don't really drink milk in their first year, and she didn't know that. But the point is, she didn't have to, like Fraser doesn't have to know that. Like Fraser didn't know that until he was a parent, but like he didn't have to know everything. He only knew had to know half of the things, and you know, Lilith could know the other half. And but that's not how it works, though well, either. Exactly, not I don't exactly, think that's but, totally fair. No, I think like there's teamwork involved, but mm-hmm. you. Well, I, what I mean is, I get what she's saying in that like everyone goes into a scenario knowing having certain knowledge and if if there's two of you you're more likely to know something gaps in knowledge get closed the more people are involved in something the more gaps in knowledge get closed now you might end up with more conflicts but the point is that the, you know, those conflicts are still involved like bringing in some sort of knowledge whereas what if kind you're of on business own... books have you been reading lately with this like teamwork mumbo jumbo <laughs> I'm just saying it's true though like whereas if you go into something alone it's only the knowledge that you already have or have found like well you, know, you read books of course you do yeah and but, she has a mother she can talk to sure I'm saying I get where this fear would be coming from I can get like it's because it's it's not entirely unfounded because that's true of anything any new thing you I, go but into. I think like that's that's just generally people are scared of the unknown and yeah. you don't know what can happen. Absolutely. But I mean, I think like the assumption that it's going to be somehow less scary because you have a partner. I don't know. I don't know if that's always true because I don't feel like loneliness and that fear go away just because you have someone else. I mean, yeah, I guess you have someone else to talk to. Right. But I mean, you can have friends. Like, Fraser is here. She has this network. Sure. No, absolutely. She's not, like, truly, truly mm-hmm. alone. Right. Oh, absolutely. And I, I, and I, mean... I feel like people always think, like, I even do this. I think, like, oh, well, I can never make it in the zombie apocalypse. I'll just toss myself out to the zombies. Uh-huh. And, you know, people are like, well, it's not really about your physical capabilities, it's about your mental capabilities. And I'm like, oh, good, now I'm even more screwed. <laughs> and and it's just like, I, but I think that I can't do something and realize I actually could do it. Yeah. And you don't really know, you know, I'm never going to know until it happens how mm-hmm. I'm going to fare when the zombies show up. Right. So it's, you know, it's just, you don't really know. Right. It's not worth, it, that's, don't worry about it. Don't worry. <laughs> right. I know, and, I, and I'm, I'm just saying, I understand where her fear could come from. Well, like, we all I get have it. fears. We I all get have it. fears. Yes, yes. So. Watch Harold the Mod and move past them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and if you're wondering why we're talking about that, you should, sing check, out, out our, sing out. <laughs> should check out our other podcast, TGI Date Night. Because we just, uh, in the episode coming out tomorrow, uh, if you're listening to this literally the day that it came out, um, we're going to talk about Harold and Maude. In an upcoming episode yeah. of TGA Date Night. Yeah. It's to come out or tomorrow. Or maybe it's already out. Yeah. I mean, if you're not listening to this the day it came out, then it's already out, probably. So, anyway. Much like the end of this episode is over. Yes. I just have... Oh, yeah. So, in the end scene, Roz is doing a thing with the pillows to, like, yeah. simulate being pregnant. And yeah. then she puts it on her back and like yeah. i don't know i don't know what was going on there i think so i think the point is like it's interesting she puts it in like uh, in in the front of her giant was... hoodie that she has to like simulate her like belly 
They I think it's just like adding weight and trying to be sexy. Yeah, and like she still seems to be perfectly happy with the way she looks with the the big belly in the front, but like as soon as she adds it to the back, she's like collapses in tears. I guess. Yeah, well, just don't become a hunchback, I guess, is, like, what? (laughs) It is kind of an awkward positioning where it's just, like, I'm not sure entirely. Well, you know, if you have a front baby and a back baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't want to have a, yeah, you don't want to have both at the same time. Yeah, yeah, just one, just choose one or the other. I mean, early on, I think you're supposed to fill out a form that figures out, like, where you're going to store the baby for the extent of the pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. It seems weird that she would choose both. Like, just... yeah, well, sometimes it's good to like spread it out. You can just have the front part <laughs> there and the back part in uh-huh. the other place. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then sense. when you give birth, they just glue together. <laughs> they like you push uh-huh. the like head epo- out it's like and, then the, and then they squish. It's like that epoxy that's like in two different tubes. And yeah, then like when it yeah. comes together, it forms like some yeah, solid. Yeah, one whole baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. right. I look. I took a health class. I know how this works. Well, so. I definitely did not. Well, then you've got a pretty good That's understanding. That's why I'm ill all the time, because <laughs> I don't know anything about being healthy. Uh, you've got a pretty good understanding of, of pregnancy for somebody that didn't take a health class. <laughs> so did you have anything else you wanted to say on this? I don't think I could possibly add any more to this episode. That isn't already added okay so drinks in this episode were uh mineral water which they didn't actually drink but like it's there there's eight of them you know it's in there somewhere uh there was the wine that niles came to go get when he was eavesdropping fraser's double latte Roz's decaf oh yeah that was the thing we didn't really talk about like the reason rick like the rick thing starts is you know Roz orders that decaf and he's like Roz is trying to figure out how to tell him that she's mm-hmm. pregnant and he's like, so why'd you switch to decaf? And like, oh, well, there's a, there's a way to kick off this whole conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there is uh, the tea at the end uh, with, with milk. the expired milk. Yeah. No callers. And so uh, with that, uh, this has been episode 504, The Kid. And this is TGIF Arcade wishing you all good mental health. Sorry, I don't have any... And go to health class. Uh, mind wizard. Took my mind health. I feel like somebody should be tracking how many episodes end with me saying the sign off and you saying we don't have any. Because I think that's at least three. Boom. <laughs> Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs is a production of TGIF Arcade. For more info about the show, find us at Fraser Podcast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. You can also write to us at FraserPod at gmail.com. Diana is at Sweet Lime on Twitter, and I'm Slow Motion Walter just about everywhere on the internet. If you like the show and want to help us do more, you could consider making a small monthly donation at patreon.com slash TGIF Arcade. Thanks for listening. Good night, Seattle. We love you.